Happy Hump Day! Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live again on this Wednesday, Feb or February. February. Feels like February out there today here in the Valley of the Sun. March the second. I'm going to tell you right now. I wish I brought my jacket. It's probably only going to be like 80 degrees outside today here in the Valley of the Sun. I think tomorrow it may only be in the 70s. Uh, I know for a lot of you out there, like, what are you talking about? That'd be gorgeous. Uh, it's still, as long as it doesn't rain, it actually, at my house, yesterday I said there's no way it's raining or going to rain tomorrow. It actually rained at my house last night for a little while. It just made everything dirty is pretty much all it did. But uh, the weather dropped down. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And here in Arizona, people have got the long sleeves out. The jeans are on. And uh, we're going to pretend like summer isn't coming. Uh, gold's up. Silver's up. We wait for the Federal Reserve. Well, they're, they're just going to release a little statement. Uh, no, no press conference. Uh, no one's expecting a whole lot of anything. We had earnings out from Apple, Snapchat, uh, Taco Bell. None of them were great. You know, Snapchat, Taco Bell were really bad. Apple was not great. Uh don't believe what you necessarily hear. If you're only reading the headlines, you're going to miss it. But what was great about Apple, they're buying back $100 billion of their own stock. See, that tax cut program's working great. Actually, you know what's so funny is Apple has been a large buyer of Treasury. Because remember what I always tell all of you, Okay. Big government and big business doesn't leave their money in the bank. They only have what they need, you know, day to day. Because they know, hey, when the bank goes under, right, we only get $250,000 too, right? So they they buy, you know, bonds. That's what they do. Apple, first time in years. Well, first time since the last time we gave them a tax break to bring money over, uh, that they are now a net seller of bonds uh, so they can go back and enrich themselves and buy back a hundred billion dollars worth of their own stock. That was kind of the news of the day. And then Taco Bell, let me tell you though, Taco Bell and Apple were very similar. Sales in China were down big for both companies. I hope that's not a sign to come, but uh, both Taco Bell and and Apple had big big trouble selling products in China. Uh, both same store sales. Taco Bell down like five or six percent. Apple iPhones a big drop in iPhone demand in China. So we'll have to keep all of our eyes on that as we wait for the Federal Reserve announcement. Nothing's expected to be be done whatsoever, but they're. They're probably going to give maybe an update on the inflation problem, right? They don't want to admit stagflation, but but that's really what it is. We're going to have Ron Paul today. Uh, they dusted him off. He was on CNBC. We'll play that interview for you. Of course, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, where, by the way, that uh, the Ron Paul interview, that's on the website as well. So if you're not able to, if you missed that, uh, you can go out to allamericangold.com all and get the interview there in its entirety. 
as we uh, talk about what's next. And, and and Ron Paul, of course, talking about all the debts and all of those things. We had another major announcement from the Treasury Department. We remember last quarter they made the big announcement of, hey, by the way, we've got to increase the amount of debt we're selling every week. Yesterday we got another major announcement, another increase, right? This is how fast things are going. They don't want to talk about it, but this is what's happening. And they're going to introduce a brand new bill, you know, kind of like the, the two-year note, the five-year note, the ten-year Another new bill, very telling. The, the, the thing that was the most important was the duration. Right? We've heard some people talk, maybe they'll bring out a 50-year or a 100-year note. No. They know they they wouldn't be able to sell them. A two-month bill now uh, is coming to the Treasury markets. Uh, the Treasury Department announced yesterday that they're going to need to sell an additional $27 billion a quarter. So now we've added uh, another $100-plus billion a, a year in Treasury auction notes on top of the, I think, the last one, uh, was more like $200 billion. So we've added about $300 billion worth of Treasury auctions so far. And listen, it's only May. How fast are, are the Treasury notes and how fast is really the deficit rising? Uh, and we're going to get a clearer picture of that very, very soon as we continue to watch uh, the markets and everyone's focused in on the Federal Reserve, and, and everyone's worried about rate hikes. I'll tell you what I'm worried about is why. Have you, have, you know what you're not hearing? You hear people, and they give us, uh, you know, kind of almost like the lipstick ad infinitum. Oh, the economy's great, the economy's great, the economy's great, but they don't give any detail. And then they say, well, look at earnings. Earnings are fantastic. I mean, it's incredible. None of these companies are rising, um, raising their forecast. None of them, right? Apple didn't, Taco Bell didn't, all of these Google didn't. I mean, they didn't. They don't see that. They see this as for what it was. Hey, we had real good earnings because we got this sweetheart of a tax deal. That's it. We're going to talk about where the money's going when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. Ron Paul's next. Hiding out in the cellar, putting your head in the sand. If you want to pretend that it's not happening, you can. Right? Let's just all pretend that we're not spending trillions and trillions of dollars more than what we really can afford. Let's pretend that the teachers that are walking out in, in Arizona and in Colorado and Oklahoma and Kentucky and spreading with the biggest problem, pension. They're not funded. Right? The, the, the cost of pensions for cities and states have doubled and tripled in the last 10 years. Doubled and tripled. 
That's where all the money's going. So you want to know where all the money's going? That's where it's all going. But but before we get to Ron Paul, and I, and I just want you to know this. Yesterday we were running rolls of half dollars. I told you yesterday, get on it. At a hundred and thirty dollars a roll, uh, and bags of half dollars, full bags of half dollars, seven hundred and fifteen ounces of silver, uh, two thousand half dollars at thirteen thousand. Silver's up, what, 30-some cents this morning? Uh, silver right now $16.40. I'm leaving the price for today. You're going to be able to take advantage of this price throughout the day until we run out uh, at 130 a roll, 13000 for the bag. That puts the price at a dollar, what, I think like a dollar seventy-eight over spot. At 800-951-0592. Take the time. Put them away. Listen, this is a debt problem. It's always been a debt problem, and you can't fix the debt problem by adding more debt. And you can't fix the debt problem by mispricing the debt to pretend that you don't have a debt problem. Eventually, you pay the price. Uh, here's Ron Paul on CNBC yesterday. Ramon, let's play Dr. Paul. Let's go ahead and start uh, with the move that we're seeing in the dollar today, the reaction that we're seeing in the stock market. Your thoughts? Well, I think it uh, could be expected that the uh, dollar could go up for a bit, but I think long term the dollar is always going to be weaker. But it depends on what you measure it against because uh, you can measure it against the other currencies, and that's important. You measure it against gold, but it's what, what you get for when you spend it. And prices are starting to go up now. You know, the manufacturing index went up. So prices are going up, and people have even thrown out the term stagflation. The economy is weakening, and prices are still going up. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. But eventually the dollar weakens, but uh, it's hard to find the best thing. Long term, of course, I think what measures the value of a currency is, is gold, because you, you look at what happened to uh, gold since uh, the Fed came into existence. It went from $20 up to $1,300. That means they're printing too much money. So I think... Long term, uh, you know, the fundamentals show that uh, the spenders are in Washington. They're alive and well. The deficit's skyrocketing like never before. I don't know how you can keep monetizing that debt without weakening of the dollar one way or the other. And prices are going up and eventually to go up uh, maybe faster even against the other currencies. But uh, yeah. the dollar definitely will be weaker. A lot of information packed in that answer. Let's break it down one piece at a time and let's talk about stocks. We're seeing a drop in the stock market market today of about 300 points. It's been a very volatile trading year. Where do you think this market goes? Well, I think the market is uh, destined to go down. I, I think there's uh, uh, there's reasons uh, for it to, to go down and, uh, and skip. Uh, you know, the real reason the market has to go down is because it's too high. And those are the fundamental reason is that uh, we've had too much printing of money, especially since 1971, especially with the QE. So everything is artificial. There's big bubbles. So stocks are basically high. Did you hear what he said? What have I been talking to you guys and educating all of you about? Right? He brought up 1971. See, this is when we went full fiat. So when you talk about this grand fiat experience uh, experiment that's been going on, really, it's only been going on since 1971. And look at what they did. They, they, the debt was $400 billion, and most of that was from World War II. 
if you took World War II and then the Lyndon Johnson uh, stuff, that's most of the entire debt. Is it by accident that we've run, what, I think one trade surplus since 1971? It was like 1973, by the way, it was like right after that. We haven't run a trade surplus since. Is it by any coincidence that they've been mispricing debt since 1971 and that the debt has gone to $21 trillion on our way to 22 25 30 40 50 Understand what Dr. Paul is saying. Listen, that dollar can go up here and there. Of course, it nothing goes up or down in a straight line. But the path is clear. It's down. And it's going to take a big leg down once the market's easing. They haven't quite figured it out because they love to believe their own BS. Right? The Federal Reserve loves to believe their own BS. Look at all the crashes. 87, the tech bubble. 06, 07, now we're getting ready for another one. It's all the same thing, right? They come in, they manipulate, they massage the numbers, they change they change the equations, they change the formulas, all in a ruse to pretend that they're doing great work, and yet, you know what? Everybody in America wants to be a teacher right now because we all want to walk out, too, because we need more money, too. Everybody out there is working two and three jobs, and if you're not working two or three jobs, well, you're, you're fortunate. Housing, no one can afford a house. Right? We're back now, the 20 largest markets, over half of them now are overvalued homes again. We're all back again. Right, and we don't understand. Most people don't want to be educated. Most people want to believe that that finance is it's too difficult to understand. It's not. It's a simple problem. We printed too much money. Ramon, back to Dr. Paul. Real reason is overspending debt, monetizing debt, and most recently the QEs that distorted things. So there has to be adjustments, and uh, and that requires unwinding a lot of this. And it does it dis- in spite of what government does, in spite of what the Fed does. They can move markets for a day or two, but they can't move them. They can't overcome it. Markets are very, very powerful, even though there's a lot of interference and there's deliberate interference. I think the plunge protection team is alive and well. I think they're involved and they do provide some protections, but the world is engaged in that type of maneuvering. But eventually, though, the market rules. How low do you think the market can go? Well, that's hard to say, but uh, I've, uh, you know, tomorrow and the next day or week, I have no idea whatsoever because I wouldn't be very good at trading. But, but ultimately, when these corrections have to occur, they always go down a lot more than people expect, just like they go up higher than people expect. So, you know, for me, and if you look at history, sometimes markets go down 50%, you know, in a correction. It depends on how contagious it. No, I think 50% correction uh, with the all the distortion that has existed for all these years is not is not very uh, you know I think it's it's very possible. A fifty percent correction. Okay, uh, Jim Urio has a question for you. Okay, Doctor Paul, thanks for being here. You mentioned something about a weakening economy. When I look out, I see numbers that are pretty decent and earnings that are uh, bordering on blockbuster. Can you give me some examples of where you think the economy is weakening specifically? What you have to do is look at the economy, and uh, there is no one economy. There's two economies out there. And that's why uh, one statistic that dramatizes this so much is that three individuals in the world own the same amount of wealth that 50% of the people 
people own. And the biggest fight in this country politically is the maldistribution of wealth and why socialism is being talked again. So if you look at the people who are doing well, instead of the uh, numbers that shows the labor uh, labor enforcement, you know, labor participation rate, that's still you know low. And so I think there's two uh, two uh, econo economies out there, and we and we see the ones that we want. But overall, there's a lot of unhappy people. If you look at the unfunded liabilities and look at the student debt, looking at what's happened to the millennials, uh, it it is a big problem. So not everybody is enjoying this in spite of on the surface you see these things and and, and I slightly see these profits well people are making a lot of profits but there's still a lot of people out there very very concerned and now more people living at home than ever before you see people now we see on the streets in uh, in LA and and San Francisco and New York people actually sleep on the streets you know uh, that's uh, that's not part of a thriving uh, vibrant economy Dr. Paul uh, looking at gold prices trading at 1307 actually hitting uh, the lowest levels that we've seen this year for that commodity. Um, would you be a buyer at this point? Well, I, I buy uh, not so much uh, thinking what's going to happen the next day. Uh, the truth is, is I rarely buy because I bought gold a long time ago. I bought my insurance policy, and, and most of mine was bought when gold was a lot less. But to tell you the truth, I was thinking about recently shifting you know, things around and buying a little bit more gold because I think uh, in, in spite of what looks pretty, uh, pretty secure in the economy and these statistics, I think it's a sh it's a sham. It's in shambles. It's a real mess. And I think that I personally would be better off if I if I did buy a little bit more gold. I would think you? everybody should have some. <laughs> would you I, consider I buying any Bitcoin? Uh, I would consider it, but I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, no, I don't think Bitcoin can be money in, in, per se. I think I think the technology and blockchain is is great. Uh, I think that technology is going to exist and it's going to be used in different ways. But uh, I was raised at a time in studying monetary history by realizing that when you have fiat money, you can only return to sound money by restoring something tangible. So in 6,000 years, money was always qualified by yeah, I am able to touch something and uh, that is uh, indirectly we were touching something up until 1971 but 1971 was the rejection of that notion and we've been living in very very different uh, times to have a world reserve currency that is a paper currency and a global economy like we've never seen before that's why I think uh, we're facing something different and stranger and bigger and more risky than ever before so politically Politically, what I do is I encourage people to uh, diversify, and some people have done quite well. I've always advocated, uh, you know, competition in the currencies. I wish you could have gold and silver as currency, but you have to pay taxes on it. In the same way with the cryptocurrencies, the tax authorities are coming, but uh, it, it, uh, I, I think people should be prepared. And if the cryptocurrencies survive, which, which it looks like, you know, they're doing pretty well. But I, uh, I quite frankly think that uh, when you talk about about pure money, you have to be able to touch it. It has to have originated in the marketplace. But I'm also open to technology, and technology may be devising something now that uh, has to be introduced, and everybody has to come to understanding yeah. uh, why a cryptocurrency is the same as a commodities currency. Dr. Paul, you said if the cryptocurrencies last. Uh, any chance that you are of the school of thought that believes Bitcoin's in a bubble? 
Well, I, I think, well, yeah, I think it was. I think at $20,000 it was a bubble, but that, that doesn't say very much. Gold's been in a bubble, too, you know, when in this, uh, because that's the way markets work. Stocks uh, probably, uh, you know, uh, in the last a year ago were in a bubble, and, and the bubble is still there to unwind. Uh, but uh, when gold went from $35 ounce quickly in the 70s up to $800, I called that a bubble, you know, and I holy man, what's going on? And I was a true believer in gold and predicted and expected, uh, you know, gold to do that. So, yeah, a bubble means distortion, and uh, you have gross distortions when you lose your ability to measure value, and that's what the problem is with a fiat currency. It's sort of like the builders have lost control of measuring things. They no longer have a yardstick or a measuring rod, and you can't build a building that way, so you can't build an economy long-lasting if you don't have a rate, a, a, an accurate measurement. So, uh, that's that's why uh, that's why you need something that is tangible so that you can uh, measure it, and uh, I think that's where we come up short. Think about what he just said about measuring. Right, we've lost the ability to measure. What are we measuring the dollar against? And you think about what I've told you. Who's done that? That's what the Federal Reserve has taken away, right? They mispriced it, so they're trying to keep us from having the ability to actually measure. But eventually, the markets are going to figure it out. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. The massive caravan of immigrants marching towards the U.S. southern border in April was expected to stop near Mexico City for two days while they attended workshops led by volunteer lawyers to learn about their options for legal protections in the United States. During the Obama administration, lawyers would coach illegal migrants who didn't speak English to keep repeating the English phrase, credible fear. When people show up at our border claiming credible fear of persecution in their home country, they are treated as refugees with a right to stay here indefinitely until their claims are adjudicated. As ridiculous as it sounds, Trump tweeted April 2nd, the laws of our country do not easily allow us to send those crossing our southern border back where they came from. A whole big wasted procedure must take place. If those people truly have a credible fear in Honduras or Guatemala or El Salvador, Why didn't they apply for asylum right where they were in Mexico? Under international law, according to a ruling of the European Court of Justice last year, migrants must seek refuge or claim asylum in the first safe country they reach. In this case, that's Mexico. Fortunately, the Trump administration has tightened the requirements for would-be refugees and expedited the processing of their claims. But there's still a huge backlog of refugee cases from the Obama administration. Trump needed to pressure Mexico to cut off the caravan before it got here. The renegotiation of NAFTA gave Trump leverage, as he tweeted on April 3rd, Mexico is making a fortune on NAFTA with all the money they make from the United States. Hopefully they will stop people from coming through their country and into ours, at least until Congress changes our immigration laws. The alleged rights of illegal aliens knows no bounds, it seems. In March an Obama-appointed federal judge entered a sweeping order that teenage girls who illegally cross our southern borders without their parents have a constitutional right to an abortion in the United States, even if abortions are illegal 
in her home country. This is illogical, especially because American teenagers in Texas, for example, cannot get an abortion without parental consent. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the latest on building the wall to protect our southern border? To the liberal media, it's a joke. But the crisis of illegal aliens is no laughing matter. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're asking serious questions regarding what to build, who's paying for it, and how best to deploy our military. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. running rolls of U.S. half dollars. These are going to be Walkers, Franklins, Kennedys, all pre-1965. Uh, they come in rolls of 20, so you get 20 uh, in every roll. Great uh, materials. But, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We all want to assume this is going to be orderly, uh, that everything is going to go quote-unquote, according to plan. Uh, but but let's be real about this. As Ron Paul said, well, can, you know, Jim Miller, can you point to the signs of this bad economy? We don't see it. Profits are, are, are awesome. And, and then you hear Ron Paul talk about labor force participation rates. The fact that millennials can't leave uh, the parents' basement. Uh, you, you talk about the size of the debt that the American consumer is walking around with. You know, we talk a lot of here about national debt and pension debt and city and state debt. Consumer debt, all-time record high. We've never been in more debt. And now this is the problem. The Treasury uh, up near 3% is causing everybody heartburn. Not stopping at 3 not, not probably not stopping at four or five or six. Could you, could you imagine? I mean, you're starting to look around and nobody can afford. Part of why why are the Arizona teachers not back in the classroom? Right, the governor said, "Hey, I'm going to give you twenty percent." The answer is real simple. They can't tell them how they're going to actually fund it, right? Because the state, <laughs> we don't have the money. Right? We, yeah, you know, we'll give it to I don't know where, how, where we'll make something up. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. Right? Whether it's this year, next year, the year after, yeah, get ready. Taxes are coming. Right? Tax increases are coming. I can guarantee it. And this is the biggest problem of all. And now you think about the announcement yesterday from the Treasury Department talking about uh, the U.S. Treasury needing more debt to fund the deficits. We just did it, right? We just, three months ago, we just increased the size of the auctions. Now they got to be increased again. Shortly after announcing it sold a record $488 billion worth of debt in the first three months of this year. Think about this for a minute. 
$488 billion worth of debt. We got 2% GDP. I mean, it was 2.3. For $488 billion. You know, if you do math, that's $1.9 trillion if you had to do that every quarter. And guess what? I'm promising you. We're going to be doing that every quarter by 2020. Every quarter. Now, this second quarter, we'll have, what, the the April's in the second quarter. Second quarter number will hopefully be less. I hope. Right? And then, of course, ramp back up again in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. And now they're looking at how much more additional money is the Treasury going to be asking for. And they've now introduced a new two-month bill. So the Treasury says that it will sell, uh, here's an example, $31 billion of three-year notes, $5 billion increase from the $26 billion last quarter, right? And they do this every day, right? Boom, every day after day after day after day. Ten-year refinancing auctions will go up by another billion dollars, right? So now... Uh, instead of talking about $24 billion a week, it's $25 billion, right? And they just do this every similar increase for the 30-year, right? So the 30-year, they're going to add another billion dollars to that one every week, to $17 billion. Now they're going to add uh, do an additional $27 billion of new issuance on top of it. We just did a record $488 billion. And they're going to create a new two-year bill uh, to come up with more ways, I guess, to try to entice people to buy. Because let's face it, they're kind of at the end here of how many 30-year bonds do people really want to buy? How many 10-year notes do they want to buy? The longer the, longer the duration, uh, the less it's worth. Really, when you think about it, remember Jeffrey Gunlatch, the one other guy, and I hate to keep using him, but I can't help it. He's that good. Remember what he said. Once you get done hedging it, it's the it's the worst investment going out there, talking about bonds, right? You can buy different bonds, but U.S. Treasuries right now, after hedging, is the worst place to put your money. It intends to introduce the two-month bill uh, later this year. It's been in, uh, I guess, extensive discussions. We're just finding out about it now. The new product will meet the needs of many investors, they said. Apparently, you know, we've got a three-month bill. we got a, uh, a, a four-week bill. Apparently, what we didn't have was the two-month bill. So we had a one-month, a three-month. Yeah, the two-month, how much better is that going to be? Well, enhancing the Treasury's cash management. So think when any time you hear enhancing cash management, which sounds like a great thing, right? Hey, I'm enhancing my cash! When it relates to the Treasury Department, that just means we got to sell more debt. Just, Just so you know. Right, it's all about uh, if if the average person was to read that statement, you would actually think, "Oh, what a great thing that is!" Hey, the Treasury's enhancing their their cash management. That just means, hey, we're selling more and more debt, and our mission to fund the government 
at the least cost over time. I hope they're right. Because the short end of the yield curve has been rising a lot longer than the long end of the yield curve. I think what really is true is they have no faith that they can sell a lot more longer-term yield bonds or long-term bonds regardless of what the yield is. And you think about what Ron Paul said. Dollars up, dollars down, but the trend is very, very, very clear. The dollar has been falling since 1971. Not in a straight line, right? They always manipulate. They hide. We don't have real price discovery. You know when you got real price discovery? When you fill up your car and get for gas. That's price discovery for you and I. When you apply to get a mortgage and you see what the monthly payment has risen in the last six months, that's price discovery for you and I. When your insurance company raises your premiums, that's price discovery for all of us. What you need to discover is taking advantage of these silver half-dollar rolls, $130 a roll at 800 951 Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. lines open uh, rolls of silver half dollars uh, we're looking at like a dollar 80 over spot right this second just it's incredible opportunity uh, to buy silver this close to spot don't pass it up uh, we're down to our last 200 rolls so we started yesterday with 500 rolls there's only this the last 200 rolls uh, that we have on this offer 800 9510592 uh rolls of US silver uh half dollars pre nineteen sixty five and there's gonna be a mix of them. There's gonna be Walkers, Kennedys, Franklin's but hey, at, at at this cheap over spot it really doesn't matter. Uh every roll's got seven point one five ounces of silver in it. Uh, you get twenty half dollars in a roll, so you're paying, you know, six dollars and fifty cents. On a on a fifty cent piece, right again, uh, just what used to be fifty cents is now six dollars in fifty cents, right? That just gives you an idea of what the Federal Reserve has done. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We got the last two hundred rolls of silver half dollars at a hundred and thirty dollars a roll. If you want the whole bag. A whole bag's a hundred rolls of half dollars, uh, thirteen thousand uh, dollars delivered at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll free number. And listen, if you've never done business with us before, here's where I'm going to make you some promises. Okay, number one, you're going to get your product. Number two, you're going to pay the hundred and thirty dollars. I don't care what happens; it'll go up a dollar today. A dollar tomorrow, five dollars the next day. You're still paying a hundred and thirty dollars a roll. We're not going to call you 
We don't call our customers ever. The only time we call our customers, some of the, some of you out there, hey, will you call me when you get my check? Will you call me when you ship? We'll do that. That's it. No unsolicited phone calls from us ever. And when you call, we actually want you to buy the special. We're not going to say, oh, you don't want all of that and, and put you into, you know, the old bait and switch game and put you into some you know, rare three, you know, really rare, which really isn't rare, three-headed buffalo nickel. We're not doing that. I don't think there's three-headed buffalo nickel out there, but anyway, you, you understand my point. We're going to simply ask you one question when you call up. You just say to Arlene, Arlene, I'd like the special. It's all you, it's all you got to say. And she's going to just say, how many would you like? Right? Go figure, right? That's a novel way of doing business, right? And you just tell her, I want one roll. I want ten rolls. I want a bag. And she's going she's gonna to give you a total, right? And, and, and when you get that total, she's going to give you a trade number. That trade number, it locks us both in. Once you have that trade number, it doesn't matter what gold or silver does after that point. We're both locked in. And then once we have good funds, we ship the product. If you're in Colorado or Phoenix and you want to come to one of our offices and pick it up at the office, you save on the shipping charge. And we can do that for you. Colorado, for those of you, maybe some of you out there don't know, we've got a brand-new office open at the KHNC Studios in Johnstown. Right, so all you Colorado people, I know a lot of you out there are like, well, if I only buy a, a roll or two after shipping, uh, it's not worth it for me. Now you don't have to pay shipping anymore in Colorado. You can go right to uh, the the studios there in Johnstown and pick it up there. All this stuff, though, you call you call the 800 number, you order it here, and then we simply, everything we do, by the way, for those of you that want to come in and pick up, and I don't care if you're buying this special or if you're buying a million dollars worth of gold or, or whatever it may be, we value privacy here. We don't sell your names to anybody. We're not a coin store of any kind. You can come in or we do everything by appointment so you can conduct your business privately and not have to worry about other people, uh, you know, seeing what it is that you're doing. And we do that at both locations. Everything's by appointment uh, so you can uh, conduct your business privately, ask any questions, do any of those things. Uh, and, it, and, it, and and that's it. You know, and think about it. We've been doing this 23 years. Complaint-free, not a one. Right? Go to our, Look us up at the Better Business Bureau. There's no complaints. Go to our website. Go to allamericangold.com. Find the Better Business Bureau link and just click on it. It'll take you right to our page. Right? And there's only one way you get that is because we do what we say we're going to do. And, and all of our customers, here's what I love about our customers. You guys do, too. Right, you get it. Hey, you may buy today, and and the price may go down. But then again, you know it's got to go back up, and 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 so we appreciate that, and and we uh, we've been doing it this way for, like I said, this is year twenty three. You know, and we sit there, and we don't play games, we don't bait and switch, we treat you with honesty and respect, and all of those things, and and you never. You know what? You never get a phone call from us saying, hey, you know what? Well, you know, the price moves, so you got to pay more. No, that doesn't happen. 800 951 0592. 
Uh, again, we're back to three lines open. So just stay on hold. When you call, we'll put you on hold. Don't worry. It may be a little bit, right, if we got uh, customers in front of you. But be patient. We'll get to you in the order that you that you call. Uh, right now, silver's up $0.23, cents, $16.38. Uh, so we're right at a dollar eighty over spot for rolls of pre-1965 half dollars, the Walkers, Franklins, and Kennedys at 800-951-0592. Before the break, and we were talking about the second time this year that the Treasury has announced, hey, guess what? We got to sell more debt. Right? And and then now we're we're in this vicious cycle of more debt, more debt, got to sell more debt, got to sell more debt, got to sell more debt. And all of a sudden now interest rates are starting to rise which actually adds to the amount of debt we got to sell. It's the it's like the toilet bowl, the swirl of the flush. 800-951-0592. Final statement coming up. Final statement Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh polar bears are in uh in in here in Phoenix and in Johnstown. Uh, those of you that uh, needed product shipped, that's already gone out uh, for pickup. Uh, you should have already been contacted. If for whatever reason you haven't been contacted, call us. All, all of it's here in both locations. Uh, yesterday, anybody that had $5 libs are in Phoenix or Silver Eagles in Phoenix, those are done. Uh, Colorado's, those should be landing today or tomorrow. Uh, and then I just got confirmation yesterday, the proofs, for those of you that took advantage of that proof special that we ran uh, Thursday, or I think it was Thursday, Friday last week, uh, those have shipped, so they're on their way here. Uh, I should have those here. It'll either be Friday or Monday. Those are coming from the East Coast. Uh, so I'll have those here Friday or Monday. Uh, so be looking for those be, if you're picking up uh uh, we'll be calling to schedule pickups, and those of you that uh, ordered uh, those, those those will be shipping as soon as they hit. Uh, and then today, uh, just a fantastic uh, opportunity on these half-dollar rolls now. We've got a, about 170, I think it's 172 if our math is right, 172 rolls remaining. Remember, we started yesterday with 500 rolls of silver half-dollars. Uh, $130 a roll. The most important part, you get 20 of them, right? So think about, you know, we, we hope it's orderly, but what if it isn't orderly? What if you actually need it uh, to barter with, uh, you know, you need a loaf of bread, you need some eggs, you need a chicken, whatever it may be. Uh, you've got barterable material now with the, with the silver half dollars. Uh, every roll contains 7.15 ounces of silver. And every dollar face value is 0.715. For those of you that want a, an even uh, a, a smaller amount, right? So every dollar face, it's a $10 face value roll of pre-1965 half dollars. Here's the important part. You're paying $18.18 an ounce for government hallmarked silver, which is $1.80 over spot at this moment, which is just, you know, normal in a normal market, right? 
most of the time you're looking at uh, half-dollar rolls, especially half-dollars. You're normally paying 3 to $3.25 over spot, uh, you know, when you break it down per ounce in a normal uh, market uh, today. We're running them on special. You're all the way down to to a dollar eighty over spot, uh, and those are things. And, and you know, you know, when I pitch it this hard, that means there's real value there, and I want you to take advantage of it. And and, and I, we don't care. Listen, it, one roll, we're happy to do that order. Uh, you know, if you want to buy, you know, a hundred rolls, great. We're happy to do that. This is for everybody. If you have the means, take advantage of it. Uh, U.S. silver half dollars. Pre-1965, Walker Kennedys and Franklins at $130 a roll at 800-951-0592. And if you want to put it on your credit card, you absolutely can. Uh, It's an extra $3 a roll to use the credit card. We take all four, all four big ones. We take them all. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. Tomorrow, I'm sure, we'll be talking about what the Federal Reserve said and didn't say in their uh, releasing of their little press release.